Welcome. Good evening. Ladies and gents. Women and children. This is the first episode of the ASMR Cooking Podcast. And it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm with uh, my colleague, my late friend, uh, Felix Fiasi. Thank you, mate. I'm not always late, but... He's usually late. I'm a little bit late, but I always turn up. Yeah, well, you know, that's enough, isn't it, these days? You're still hurting. Ah, uh, mate. I mean, uh, can we move <laughs> on for, from... Um, you know uh, you know what you were talking about. Absolutely, mate. I'm sorry. Well, today is, is quite a monumentous occasion. Been waiting for a long time. Of course, you've got to introduce yourself, Christopher Roberts, sitting opposite side me, fresh. That's me. Out of Liverpool. Um, I'm. I've I've come a long way. I have this morning. Um, the trains are pretty empty. I'll be honest, but you know uh, it is stuffy in there. It's a it's a scorcher today, mate. Um, and it's just as much of a heater that we're gonna cook f- today, isn't it? This is the ASMR cooking podcast. It is. What are we cooking today, mate? Honestly, this is um, the greatest breakfast in, in in the whole entire world, in my opinion. It's the, the great English breakfast. I'd even say the galaxy. The galaxy, I mean, you, you don't know what they're doing out there, really. None of us do. You could have some nice, nice ham and egg toasties. On you Jupiter. bet they do. We'll have to go someday. But yeah, regardless, we're making a classic full English. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of uh, uneducated folks, who've never heard of a full English. Never mind the fact never never tasted it. Don't know so, where they've been living. Under a rock, probably. So what we're doing today is we're going to take you through it step by step. Ingredients. We're going to have a chat with you as well. Try and relax, because not only is this meant to be educational, it's also meant to be meditative. This is an experience that we hope you can really feel uh, the passion and the love behind this breakfast. And we're going to, you know, present as best we can the most original, the most traditional breakfast that we can ever make. Mate. And in line with that, we're starting off before we've even begun cooking process with a nice cup of Earl Grey tea. Now, Chris here spilled a bit of his tea before. Whenever we do a radio show, Chris likes to <laughs> have a bit of a laugh and spill something on the controls. You know, um, <laughs> what can I say? Um, Classic. You know, uh, I like to keep everyone guessing. You know, if, you, if you're too comfortable in your position, you're never going to really improve, you know. You've got to be on your toes, and I like to bring that to the, to the radio. Treating me and keeping keen, eh? Exactly. Amen. Um, so we're going to talk about the ingredients first. Absolutely, absolutely. First so we, up. we came prepared. Uh, we're in the studio, so we can't uh, do too much. No. But, but um, what do we do night. have is, uh, first of all, mushrooms. My favourite, actually. Favourite component? Favourite vegetable, maybe. I'd put it mad. out there. That's mad. Put it out there. Um, I'd probably say the same, but in terms of vegetables... Well, definitely my favourite fungi. We'll say that much. Um, yeah, pretty fungi as well. You know what I mean? Aye, stop it, you stop it. Aye, We're rolling now. Resist, can resist. Um, but yeah, we got tomatoes as well. They're all right, but you really got to fry them late and hard. Late and hard, high, high temperature. Okay, let's let's roll through. But we're, we're uh, getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, a little here. bit, a little bit. Let's roll through the ingredients so first, and then we can. Uh, We'll talk about the process behind each one afterwards. So we got on the lineup, we got tomatoes, we got mushrooms. We'll give you the, uh, this is for, I'd say, one large meal or two small meals. Because here we've got one small pan, one medium-sized pan. I'd say it's a good pan. It's got the, the stick. The it's a family pan. It's a good pan. This is a good-sized pan, but we're doing a one-pan full English. If you have more space in your kitchen, you can do it with more pans. You can do it microwaving the beans. We're going to be having the beans in the pan. We're going to talk about the the alternative ways of, of, of doing this, but really we're, we're talking about as little washing as possible. Mm, you know, we're, that's an excellent point. It's, it's quick preparation. Excellent point. And it's, you know, you're making this in the morning. And, you know, it's not the it's not the simple as cereal and milk. You know, we've got a few ingredients, so we're trying to make it manageable for, a, you know, for the home. That's what this breakfast really is, really. I have a, a theory. I don't, <coughs> I can't black, I can't back this up with any 
research or nothing at this point. But I reckon that the full English breakfast was actually invented to combat the mighty hangover from Saturday or Friday night. Because you get around 87% of full Englishes are cooked on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And then you combine that with the hearty protein, nutrition, and also a balanced meal that you get from a full English. I've, I've always stood by the belief that you can... A full English counts as three meals if you do it right and you're hungover. Do you know what? I think that it's a, it's a ploy by the government to get people to eat more vegetables. They realised, look, nobody's eating nothing. We're saying five a day. Five's meant to be 12, absolutely, apparently. Absolutely. You know, um, so they're like, right, how do we throw mushrooms, tomatoes, these whack vegetables? Onions. Onions, Onions as well. Every- I mean, had, we'll talk about onions. I've, I've literally never had an onion outside of full English. Really? <sighs> Maybe once when I was watching Shrek. Right, it's, right, right. It's traditional. you got to have a bite, eh? Yeah, you have a raw one, but that's, that's like once a year on Christmas. Never. Yeah, I, th- I, I honestly, I debate uh, where the full English came from. I think it was the kings and queens trying to, you know, keep the population down. Could, but, be, uh, could be, regardless, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves yet again. We like to do that down here. But we have on the lineup mushrooms, four mushrooms. This is for a large meal or two small meals. Four mushrooms, two tomatoes, two eggs, a few teaspoons of baked beans, four sausages, small sausages, and four rashes of bacon. Oh. This is quite... Also, because we're Can't actually about the toast, mate. Oh, of course, and two pieces of lovely buttered toast. We've gone for whole meal here, not not white bread. <laughs> Back on that. Back that on health the whole kick. meal. My wife's put me on it. Honestly, um, you know, I've been getting up late, uh, and she's been doing the kids' run. You know, so um, yeah, I'm on. I'm on the the brand bread, and I'm on the uh, I'm on the meal plan as well. That's a good lady you got there. I know. I know. Never forget. Should we start on this meal? She's I'm an angel. Yeah, enough about me, wife. I'll, I'll look. Anyway. Um, yeah, we're going to start. Time. So the first step that we have for you guys is to begin preparing your vegetables. I think it's always good to get a head start on the cooking process. That way, once you're into it, you don't have to worry about now. And it's all good. So Chris, across from me in the studio, he's going to be chopping up the vegetables. And I'm going to start with the mushrooms and there's a technique I like. So you want to put the stalks facing up mm. and you want to slice down in, you know, small but even maybe half a centimetre. That's, that's quite thin, that's quite thin. You know, we, I, don't, I don't know, mate, but um, I'm doing it. Quite. All right. So... Me and Chris have actually diverged about this in the past. We've had some alternating opinions about whether or not to cut off the top of the mushrooms. In my family history, we always have. We also wash these mushrooms to get any dirt off. Um, A lot of people will spread propaganda that you shouldn't wash mushrooms because it makes them too moist. This is, in fact, total nonsense one of the most common misconceptions about mushroom consumption out there at the moment. What is really the case is that there's so much water in mushrooms anyway. Like when you cook them, they're going to get way smaller. They they sweat more than like, you know, you do in the club. So to get them to get them clean and get all the, you know, the dirt off them, it doesn't actually make that much of a difference. To be honest, I, I don't know if you can hear, but that the water, I tell you what is contributing to the squeakiness of these mushrooms. Check. Can you hear this? Oh, is that a SpongeBob or a mushroom? <laughs> That's what I mean. Got no idea. Lovely. I'm going with an aggressive chop now. So, Chris, I'd be interested to know what do you believe was the first step of this process? Well, um, you always got to know that mushrooms cannot physically be overcooked. You can put them in a roasting fire. 
that'll be alright. You're joking. No, that's a true fact. So what what I like to do first is I, I like to put a bit of butter in the pan and then I'll put the mushrooms in first and they, that gives like a base to the flavour. I see. But we're going to be putting the sausages after the shrimps. Aye, very, very soon after. Okay. The sausages, because we got the small ones, we got the thin ones. Aye, we don't need to talk about that. This so is very important. This isn't, uh, stop, stop what you're doing for a second, right. So, as you might be aware, I'm, I'm from the north of England, so is Chris, different parts. But we're actually in Holland at the moment. And here, I'm sorry to say, unless you go to a specialist market, you can't actually get good bacon. What they serve you is this paper-thin nonsense that would barely feed a child of two days old. They're selling wafers of meat. Honestly, I can't tell what the, what the animal actually is. You've got to cook them. The nice thing about English thick-cut bacon is you can cook it for a while and you get the fat crisping on the top. You get a bit of basting from the fat. There's That's so true. much going on. And the bacon does so much with it, like difference between in the oven, in the pattern. Oh, God, I just love it. Can't <laughs> okay, talk, talk. I'm sorry. It's just so good. And here they serve you the wafers and you can't do anything, really. And so we've, we had to go with that. But then we made a decision, actually, with the sausages to, to go for some smaller chipolatas ones. These are Spanish sausages because at the moment we're not able to travel anywhere. And it's quite sad. Otherwise, I'd go to me local down, you know, down Formby side, down Mersey. And, um, you know, I'd get me uh, get me fresh butchers cut. You know, you want to go for them pork sausages or them, you know, the the Cumberland's good. Cumberland, yeah. Um, I was thinking. But uh, usually it doesn't really matter. You know, you can throw whatever in you like. You know, you're, you're the... You know, the highway patrol of your Rocky Road mixing bowl, aren't you, Amen. really? Amen. Amen. That's so, so true. I say that every day, really. He does. One of my affirmations. So Quite I'm, literally. I'm cutting these large, we got the large tomatoes. We got them, um, what, what would you call them? They're not plums. They're Roma. Roma, Roma. Roma tomatoes. That actually, funnily enough, Aye. that fits in with the theme of the full English. So obviously, full English is English. Everyone knows that. But what we've done with the chipolatas and the Dutch bacon... And these Roma tomatoes, we've gone for a bit of a continental breakfast, if you, know you will. What? That's all you can really do around here. It's quite an international it. place, I'm fine. I don't mind it, honestly, because I really miss going travelling Benidorm, Zanti, all the spots I'd normally be hitting around this time when the season's starting. I used to do a lot of quad bike tours in Ayanapa, but now with Brexit, I'm finding it much harder to get my licence. It's tough, it's tough, it really is. My moped set up in uh, Macedonia, completely fallen through. I don't know how, that business model was so perfect. So good. So they hadn't, they just hadn't, they hadn't discovered it yet, that was the thing. I came in with like five shy Vespers, and they were loving it. They were like, oh. what is that? I was like, it's a Vespa, man. I mean, speed, uh, speed as a tourist... It's not hard to find unless you're getting ripped off in a taxi. But um, what I was going to say was about these tomatoes. <laughs> about these tomatoes. Um, I'm cutting them from the top. You know that little bumpy bit that looks a bit like a belly button? You know, you're, you're cutting down from that. Some people cut it off. I like to be able to see that my tomatoes were, in fact, born first. The butthole of no, the tomato. We're, we're, not, we're not going down that road, all right? Who's that? Don't worry about it. All right. Anyway, now he's got a point. I shouldn't stay a vulgar. This is a PG. So, uh, what I was saying, what I was saying ultimately was, uh, we also have the eggs here, and we have salt and pepper. We got nice, freshly cracked salt and black pepper to be putting on to this breakfast. Now, Chris is. This isn't something that I always do, but Chris has only half cut these tomatoes. That's what I was going to say. 
Um, I don't know if I got round to saying it, but um, I'm keeping these to half tomatoes. So what you want to do, you want to be able to put down the whole half, you know, face side down on on the pan, and it's going to crisp up, and that face of the tomato is going to be nice and brown, nice and caramelized. And it's going to keep, in fact, that little seedy bit in the middle. It's going to keep that nice and cooked. Um, but I, I, I think we should go forwards with the with the butter here. We should get the pans nice and hot. The pan is quite warm. So you want to have it on a on a medium to high heat. So we're gonna we don't we're not sure because at the moment we're actually using a hot plate. A hot plate. A hot plate. It's a hot plate. It's first time using this hot plate. Uh, um, it looks yeah. good. It's got a caution sign, not for kids. Uh, do be careful. Could do with a, a bit more heat. I've just dropped it down. I, I, I want to get a nice sizzle for all you ASMR fans out there. Because at the moment, it's not that hot. I feel like if I drop the butter in there, it'll simmer up nicely. But we won't get a nice, hard... We're really going for absolutely, the bubbles absolutely. here. No, I love it. I love it. Um it's looking good. It's, this is a good up plate as well. Just put a bit in there. Oh, that's nice. Careful you're not scraping. Yeah, unfortunately, we actually left the spatula at home. Obviously, if you've got a non-stick pan, you've got to use wood Be on very that. careful. Don't you put it in the dishwasher. Don't be a fool. If you've got a sharp knife... Don't put in the dishwasher because that'll blunt the blade. Get it away. Get it away. So we got up. Once the butter's in, we want to really go quickly with putting the mushrooms in. Here we go. Just turn up the heat a bit more. Put a bit more butter in there. Just for all you fans out there. All the fans. Shrooms in. Just want to give that a quick stir. We've got a plastic spoon here. Got the spatula. Sorry about that. Now, so you don't want the butter to be only working on one side of these mushrooms. So you want to be flipping them as much as you can Even at the early shake. start, because the butter will disappear. And be absorbed. And the other thing that you got to remember about butter is that it has a has a lower smoke point than a, uh, than, than olive oil or vegetable oil. So you got to be careful that it doesn't burn. Because if you put butter in a hot pan, don't attend it. It'll just whoosh, burn up in smoke, and nobody wants that. It'll add some burn flavors to your dish, and it's just not ideal. So I'm now gonna administer. A bit of uh, that's uh, that's salt. That is sea sea salt, actually. That's a uh, hydro hydrochloride. Am I right? Sodium, okay, so sodium, sodium chloride. Sodium, sodium chloride, I believe. That's the technical. NaCl. That's going in there. Um, that's freshly help, cracked. Uh, sweat the mushrooms just a tiny bit. You want to put in uh, not too much. Make sure that's a lot of salt. All right. That's a lot of salt. But you want to usually go about four or five cracks, maybe four. And we're going for the, the Zvarte. That's pepper. Zvarte paper. Zvarte paper. I believe they call it. Yeah, yeah. We've got, we got this Dutch pepper. It's black pepper. It's good. It's aromatic. Right, at this point your mushrooms should be turning a little darker. If you see any white on, on the mushrooms, give them a flip. What's likely is that the other side is more cooked. So you just want to be slightly, lightly flipping them, stirring them around, mixing that, seasoning. If you've got some chilli flakes, now would be a good time to just add a couple as well. Right, 
right um that, that's going on now so uh what we're gonna look into doing is opening our pack of meat now as i said earlier the quality and the thickness of your sausage is very important some people say it isn't uh, i tend to disagree and um, you've got the chipolatas and uh, we're gonna put them in now opening the packet I don't think they look that bad actually I think they're quite nice we've been having them somewhat regularly Chris likes to buy them at the house for uh, regular consumption these are the, some of the cheapest sausages that they have and uh, they have uh, a nice kind of peppery flavour to them so uh, it, it honestly should work quite well are we going with four sausages tonight? I think we are going for four yeah four in they go it's the two small meals Maybe you can even up the heat a tiny bit here. You want to make sure that the uh, the sausages get darker on the, on the outside. They're gonna cook over the process. But do you you just want that color on the outside? I mean, they say it's a process, but I want it right now. Yeah, patience is is key. You can really hear that going. Oh, that's sizzling, sizzling sausages. They say it's it mm. for a reason. Sizzling we're gonna, sausages. At this point as well, we're gonna. We're going to administer some black pepper yeah. to the sausages. Just, just they a do say you should be seasoning at every stage of Aye. of the meal to really infuse that that flavour within the meal. But there is a danger you can never take out what you put in. You know, but sometimes less is more. See with the hot plate, you also want to ensure full contact has been made with the bottom of the pan. That's that's looking gorgeous. It's fantastic. I quite like that. So. At this stage as well, you've got to keep in mind that we're running out of uh, pan space. And you might have a similar problem when you're cooking this at home. And the rashers of bacon we're putting in are quite long, take they, up a lot of space. They do take a lot, a lot of space. They will reduce pretty much instantly, especially this, these small ones. But what you, what you find you can do, you can, um, you can move some of your ingredients to the side, even up up the edges of your pan and if it's ready just leave it in there to gain some warmth but you know not not cook too much Aye. and the main the the main the main danger that you're going to encounter in um the bacon portion of this dish is going to be overcooking and we got to watch out for that and i think in many ways we want to be putting in the bacon at the same time as the eggs Pretty Maybe much slightly um, before, you know, a touch before, because again, we're going to need that space for the eggs because they also will spread out. Mm -hmm. They will try and attach themselves to anything there, quite like your ex-girlfriend. Um, but uh, going down that road, eh? No, do you, do you know what I mean? It's just throwaway. I take that back. She was a lovely, lovely girl. Nah, she wasn't that much, but yeah, moving on. So um, we've got these. These uh, these sausages, they're they're here slightly spitting, um, and they you know, the fats will try and escape, you know, and uh, just don't let them, don't let them buy another pack of McDonald's. You deserve it. Don't let that fat escape. You want to keep the fat in at all costs, especially in winter. It's a bit like you know what Jamie Oliver did with the school meals back in '06 when he cancelled all the. Uh all the transfer was scandalous that was it's still it's still in some parts of derbyshire they still refer to that in the same vein as a, as a genocide i believe 
Understandable, really. No, it was it hurt, and my, I dare I dare say my mum had a hand in it. Um, my mum actually, she's a dentist, and she was uh, at school, and she learned that at, at break, at lunchtime, that you could buy recess, uh, lunch break, I believe it was. Right. That you could buy a juice drink, a sugared juice drink. Sugar. For twenty pence. And uh, she heard about this. She was like, it's an outrage. I'm not having it. Jamie Oliver's on my side. There's a movement going on. Have you not heard about the damage that sugar is doing to the to the children of Britain? And She sh- had a point, though. She also had the headmaster in her back pocket. So nice. two months later, no more juice drinks at lunch. And let me tell you, mate, I did not enjoy being the son of the woman who banned juice drinks. She bans sugar. Shaped my early childhood, let me tell you. Really, that's a lot of pressure to be putting Quite on a kid. selfish. I'm going to give it a quick shake now. So just gently quick, yeah. grab the uh, the handle, what he's doing here, he's just wiggling it. And th- this ensures that nothing's stuck to the bottom of the pan. A quick uh, Charmel shake, if you will. Charmel shake. Right. That's nice, that is. I right. like that a lot. Smelling delicious, and um, at this point, we are seeing the coloration that we're looking for on these mushrooms. It's looking lovely. So, what we're gonna do, we're gonna move them to the side, just get them cut out the way of the action, um, and we're gonna really front and center those those sausages there. Oh my god, man, man. overboard! Save getting back, getting back, back in there. I was like that scene out of Titanic at the end. I feel like there was room on the. Well, we're not going to get into that debate now. Michaela's got some big opinions about that, so we'll have her on episode two of Italy. We're going into the south of Italy, actually. Right. Um, As you can see here, getting on. Now um, we're just letting that sit. I'm gonna just inspect this bacon for us. Oh, that's a nice sound. So we actually heard a fun fact about tomatoes the other day from my mate Rick. Um, this is Rick from Rick and Morty. Right. But um, not the TV show, but the the gay couple. From uh, Charlie. Um, I see, I see. Yeah, he, was telling, he was telling us that, you know, like, everyone knows that uh, everybody used to think that fr- uh, the, ve- the, the tomatoes were vegetables and then found out they're fruit. Yeah, I that heard different. Uh, that common one. Yeah, no, uh, tomatoes, weren't they, um, weren't they invented by some, some geezer? In uh, s- s- in south of France or Italy, Francesco that? Pellini. That's the guy. That's the guy. It wasn't that he invented them. Actually, it was like he wanted to be the guy who invented them. This right. was in the, this was 16th century before they had the the printing press. This was just after the invention, I believe. So he was able to spread a lot of fake news propaganda about the origins of uh, of tomatoes, really? and then because the media campaign wasn't going as well as he ought. He started doing a lot of um, fake kind of uh, publications again about them being bull's testicles from oh. cows. And did that spread? And quite, quite fast. Quite fast. You had a situation in 19th century England, the Industrial Revolution, and a lot of people thinking that tomatoes, which are relatively new fruit into the diets of most Britons, that they were coming from bull's testicles. Do you know what? I think I'd believe it if I was if I was around then. I've got no reason to not believe it. Do you know what I mean? There's no internet. There's What's no he got to gain? You know, like, there's no there's no nothing. You don't. Fruits are weird. Like, concept how how anyway. are you going to know that that that's the thing? Honestly, you I Google find it, it harder to believe that, that so. you get a potato from the ground than than you get a cow from you know. That's bare weird, honestly. Something that moves than something that doesn't even move. 
But yeah, like Fra- Francesco Bellini, he got he went back to Italy, uh, and he just got found out, and people started to realise he was full of shite. Chris, is it time to hold put on? In? Honestly, um, this bacon is just crying out to be put in. There's a nice amount. I'll, I'll give you a visual description of the pan right now, ladies and gents. We have some crispified mushrooms sitting on one side. Just as Chris said, they can't be overcooked. Cook them as long as you want. Cook them night and day. They'll be fine. And we've got just, come on. just in front of them, we've got three, sorry, four, four. I missed him. God damn it. Four lovely pork chipolatas fresh from the Basque region of Spain. And it's just looking lovely. And Chris here is about to administer the first rasher of bacon into the into the pan. This should be quite the sound. Oh yeah. That's that's definitely bacon. Where the one? He's going in for the second rasher at this point. He's dropped it in. You're hearing the sizzling right now intensify quite a lot. That is just stunning. I think we can fit a third. I think we can as well. We make a bit of space. Scooch them over. There you are. And this point as well, we're going to put just a little bit of salt because bacon's already a bit salty. Just the dash, just to give everything that nice, consistent flavour. That's maybe two or three rotations of the grinder. <laughs> that was like you last night, wasn't it? I thought you were on grinder, mate. All those other apps have not been working. Yeah, I've been banned from the other ones, so. Ah, right. Right. I talked about it on the other podcast of the best. Yeah, if you check it out if you want to go listen to the story. It's a, bit, it's a bit of a fraud. I reckon we can put the fourth one in. Do you know what? We've moved them over. Flip it. Just, you know what? What are you. Just wants to be there. Friggin' hell. Friends. Oh, that's lovely. That's just get that in there. It's a real community vibe in this. Uh, this, this if there's one thing right Slim Radio that we care about, it's community. That's everyone knows that. And so, um, you know, the English breakfast really started off as a community breakfast, I, I believe. Um, aside from the five-a-day scandal, it was actually um, originally sold in halls, so people would come to the local hall and they would sit, you know, before church on the Sunday. And, uh, you know, it, to many it was more religious experience. And it's, you know, essentially bringing people together. And it's, it's ingredients you wouldn't always have at the home. Wait, are you talking about the, the foundation of, uh, of the Greasy Spoon? Aye. The original. That was interesting because that was actually back right after Francesco Bellini was spreading the nonsense about... Uh, tomatoes and bull's testicles that was right before we started to have this established that you know British people were getting messed up wrecked Bangladesh in bigger and bigger numbers on the weekend around this time turn of the century into the roaring 20s uh, yeah. right before World War One, right before roaring 20s and you had a lot more demand for greasy spoons and for people just being able to wake up Saturday morning Sunday morning and go and get a nice full English and I don't really believe it was a scandal per se, but it was definitely government sponsored at that point. Right, yeah. So what I was gonna say was it's it's a good thing that it's it's here. It's very much like you know, uh, like the police. You know, we uh we don't want them but we do, you know. I mean obviously like, you know, A C A B defund whatever, but like there's 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 some good guys on the force. And you know they're just following orders. Just following orders, ultimately. And like you know, ah, it's not much more you can. Uh, there isn't really much more you can say. But we've got these bits of bacon coming along now, and um, in, ladies and gents, it's really about time. All for the for the beans. I'm moving jar. a bit mad over here next to Chris. Chris is looking wide-eyed and terrified. I've got. I've only gone and grabbed a big old frig off. 
jar of Vitabonin and tomato sauce. It's a bit scary. This ain't no nice looking this tin, ain't tin no of Heinz beans. No no, 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 mate. You're a long way from Preston. Let me tell you that. This is Hack. 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 Best brand for tomato beans. It's the sounds you make when uh, you got something stuck at the back of your throat. Uh, hack. Hack a man down, do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I think it's nearly time for the eggs. And honestly, these tomatoes have been sitting there, you know, looking pretty. And um, if we turn up... The one on the, the, left, heat, the one on the left is giving you eyes. I think she's into me, honestly. But um, I, I want to throw them in. And uh, again, the tomatoes are something you can leave around the outside. Just let them warm through because they are quite thick. So we're going to chuck them in, really. Go. Uh, is Go. It, it is. Is the pan hot enough? Mate, for some reason, we seem to have lost. We've lost a bit of heat here. But I think it'll be all right. Sizzle, sizzling has desisted slightly. There's a bit more. Yeah, what's what's happened? Oh, I wouldn't touch it, mate. I don't even know, man. I mean, I'm going to try. Do you know what? We're just going to roll with it. Okay, we got the light back on. We got it back. Last two tomatoes face down. A bit of salt. A bit of salt. See, now we're Should getting some sizzling back again. That's nice. We've got a bit of salt and pepper on these as well. Not too much salt. It's very salty already, mate. So right. if your partner's high on salt, you know you want you want to really rein them in, because as we said, you know we're sharing this meal. My partner likes a lot right. of sugar in his tea. I'm a I'm a no sugar type of guy. What can no I say? Milk. I'll have a I'll have two milks in my tea, please, boss man. Oh, I see. I see. That's what actually core that me and my father used to have back into today, where my mum. Wouldn't want me having sugar in my tea. Right. Same sugar drink, phenomenal. You know, right. got a Dentist. real it's a bit of a phobia, and uh, you know, cold. Me and my father developed to to circumnavigate this this blockade on sugar in tea. We would say, "Hey, would you like two milks in your tea?" And it went on for That's years. That's clever, mate. Went on for years. She had no. She's like, "What do you mean two milks? What do you mean tea milk?" We're like, you invented a new language. A, it was just a joke, just a joke, right? A language of one word. That's what you shared with your dad. That's 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 very nice. That is. He spoke. He spoke to his son quite a lot as well. He loved to see it. Really, I don't speak to mine very much anymore. Why? Why not? He's gone to Mallorca, and um, fuck off. Runs his own fishing boat. Uh, he's catching crab. They don't have great signal there. Is it? Because I, you know, I just watched Sea Spiracy last night with the missus. Is it slavery? Right. Not that I'm aware of. If it is, mate, you should find out. Because that's that's awful. If he's if he's doing slavery, no, I'm hoping it's sustainable. Because we really do well, believe. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Actually, because there's, there's, <laughs> that's that's mad. Because there's actually no such thing as sustainable fishing, and that's why in this mish, really? we've with this in this in this dish, we decided to forego the the fish. The, the traditional haddock that you'd have in a full English, but that's so, a tale for another time. Right, so um, uh, on that note, we're, we're going to flip these tomatoes. Now, hopefully they've achieved some brown. And we're also, at this point, going to chuck in the beans. I'm going to listen out for the, for the snap, crackle and pop. Oh, gorgeous. Now, if you're buying hack tomato bone and, and sauce, one thing you got to watch out for is the fact that the beans and the sauce don't come particularly well mixed together. And if we were in a larger studio or bigger budget, what we'd be doing is just dumping all this in a big Pyrex bowl and whacking it into the microwave for about two minutes. Right. Well, we don't have that luxury, so we've been whacking the beans in the pan. Works just fine as well. I think actually it might combine nicely to give some flavours. Just going to whack that on there. But again, we are running low on uh, space in the pan. So uh, it's all about space and time management, much like real life. We're going to leave just a slight 
bit of real estate for the uh, for the fried eggs. And here he's just administering the the Heinz fake baked beans. Uh, the hack. The hack. You can hear it bubble. You really don't want to be boiling your beans. No. You just want to be warm. No. That's how you lose flavour. Rule number one. If you were boiling them right now, I'd be sitting here going, first step, incorrect. Absolutely right. No Uncle Roger for you, mate. So, the pan's looking lovely, full this time. I'm going to add a tiny bit of salt to the beans, season throughout. Just a dash. This man's relentless with the salt. Bit of pepper, season throughout, that's what we do. It's, a, it's an all-round season, isn't it? Do you know what um, is another English uh, staple, another tradition? We use a lot of the Worcestershire. Oh, we should have brought Absolutely brutalised that word. Yeah. The Worcestershire sauce. That's a hard word to say, that is. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't go to school for nothing. Worcestershire, I believe. Chris actually got a B in English. It was uh, yeah. first in my family. Which was lower than our good friend Fergus. And Fergus, in fact, is uh, is how they say a handicapped um, in the brain. And uh, that was a big achievement for Fergus, was getting an A. When Chris here, who was you know, one of the teacher's pets throughout most of those two years of education. I practically taught Fergus you practically, English. You were practically bloody, you know... Relieving the professor by the end of those two years, mate. He's not wrong. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. But so now we have we have all that in the pan. There's very little space. I hate to say it's it, man. Jam packed like jam packed. Um, oh, it's like a like the tube maybe on the weekends. It's a bit like Fast and Furious Seven if we're talking about action scenes. Oh, it's a bit like the opposite. Of, uh, of lockdown, really. Aye. Bringing it back home. Bringing it back home. Um, so we're really marrying these flavours here. We're, we're getting the beans are touching the the, the mushrooms here. The, everything's really getting to know we, each other. We have a bit of a fond on the bottom. And if you don't know what a fond is, fond is a French word. And it means greasy stuff on the bottom of the pan. It's a short and abbreviated version, but what you want to do is scrape that off and try and get gently, gently scrape it off, and that'll be quite nice because a lot you might think, oh, that's burnt, that's whatever, but you want to get it just right before it about burns. And then if we put the eggs in here, that'll infuse quite nicely with the flavour. Like what you're doing there, just getting some of that fond off the bottom of the pan right now. So, um, um, Chris, once would you these like? uh, these tomatoes are brown enough on the face which I think they are I think they are as well we might chuck these um, these eggs in here and uh, Felix here is a, he's a sunny side up <laughs> kind of guy I knew you'd bring that up mate I had to I, I had knew to really. you'd bring that up because sunny side it's not you, my favourite you know um, okay. you know we were talking about weird fruits and vegetables with the tomatoes back there but there's something about a sunny side egg makes me feel a little uneasy I quite no, like so it. I I'll go like for the easy over, which is a quick flip of the egg before you serve it. Um, but you know, each to their own, you find your own way. It is no problem having, uh, what's it called, bloody scrambles. That's the one. That's perfectly allowed as well, honestly. Absolutely. I, mean, a few I, other wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's traditional for a full English, but... I don't think it is. You know, neither's bloody chipolatas, but look, look where we are now, huh? Yeah. Right, I'm gonna put a bit more butter in the pan just to just liven up a bit, brighten up a bit, a bit of colour. There's a lot of grease in this, and uh, oh, yeah. you'll you'll oh, find yeah. that that grease is actually good for you. Keeps you lubed up, good, ready. Yes, it does. Now Chuck we're gonna egg, mate. We're gonna administer. I think we said administer quite a lot. Just just chuck it in. The eggs. The eggs. So uh, a lot of people crack it as he is doing on the side of the pan. I once heard a little bird tell me to crack on a flat surface so you don't actually insert some of the egg shell into the egg. What have you been talking to birds for? Birds have a lot to say if you can listen to them. <laughs> 
You're telling me, mate. So you really want to chuck this second in, you know, straight away, or we we I think there's space, honestly. We're talking. You got that there. You got a bit of real estate, a bit of land, plot. I'm holding it for you, mate. Go for it. Oh, and Chris has actually managed to break his yoke. He was talking a big game before the before the fixture. So what happened there was, uh, you know, God wasn't with me, and I've cracked my egg, but. Um, what I will be doing is flipping it, so I'm not too worried. I quite like the egg. This, you know, a little bit of flat yolk. You know, that cook like a little pancake. It looks great. But right now, I think um, we got we got an appropriate amount of heat. Uh, you want to put a bit of salt and pepper on the top of the yolks, just uh, for the flavour. Mm. I'm gonna administer a bit of that now. Make sure you're stirring your beans so they're not just cooking on the bottom. And remember those sausages there, they're still getting some of that flavour, some of that heat, some of the smoke. And they're just, you know, sitting juicier by the minute. And here, I'm just going to crush up these eggshells just for fun. You know? That's what we like to <laughs> just do Just for here. giggles. Oh, we you, have fun in the studio. You nutter. Do you know what I mean? Check this Chris, out. Chris does say he's the mental Check one of the two of us, actually. This is going to be fantastic. Careful, eh? Careful, mate. Oh my god. <laughs> Friggin' heck, man. That sounds nuts. That's excellent, That's that is. Oh my god. He threw in a pun as well, yeah, just for effect. This man doesn't care. So, right now, we're going to actually get started on our toast. That's a that's a loaf of bread you're here in, in the plastic wrap. Again, I'm not too f big fan of the plastic wrap, but. You know, they uh, they don't do the paper bag. This is one of those ones that's, uh, that they're actually preparing to send into space. You see that? There's nothing that could open they that. They've got the vacuum seal. Oh, my God. So what you do with the vacuum seal is you stab the bread and you ruin any chance of reusing the bag. Don't want that coming down for re-entry, ever. No, that's stratospherical, that is. We've got to heat again on the pan. So what, what I'm going to say is, the pan right now, as it stands, looks like a breakfast for a giant. But there is two people eating here. Hi. But we've got a stack of brilliantly dark looking mushrooms. We've got the baked beans sitting carefully, quietly chatting. Just, you know, milling. We've got the, the, the tomatoes in the middle looking royal. Oh, here we go. We've got the toast going down. This is going to be a big moment. Let's go. Okay, let's go away. My oh. God, that was lovely. Can we do it again? Go for it, mate. mate it's the no rule show. Right, one more time. Here we go. Oh, fucking hell. So the, that toast, uh, whole meal again, as I said, uh, that'll be a two-minute job. So uh, this really signals the end of the meal. So if you've made it this far in life or in preparing your uh, your own English breakfast, and congratulations, you're nearly there. So right now, um, we're just uh, we're just making sure that the sides of the pan are uh, loose from the ingredients, because we want this really to just fall out the pan. And you know what? If you're on your own and nobody's watching, just just take a bit out the pan and eat it. You know, check your seasoning as well. I find, you know, if you're cooking for yourself, why wait until you sit down to start eating it? Only oh, gone and got the plumbing colour. Don't tell me, mother. So these tomatoes are getting quite, quite soggy. So what we want to make sure is that they're not touching too many wet beans. We're just keeping them crisped on the outside. Apart from that, everything's pretty much taking care of itself. That's the beauty of this this dish is it's um you know again it's all in one pan. I'll let that sizzle for a minute. So use this opportunity as you uh Anticipate 
the greatest break, uh, breakfast again as I said you want to just really clean around the house you've most likely made a bit of mess in the kitchen you know there are a few ingredients here so put back you know the rest of your bread your mushrooms your tomatoes put them back in the fridge and then you know treat yourself to a, a little sit down like we're doing here really it's quite nice it's very relaxed i mean honestly today i'm not gonna get into it now but i was a bit stressed out honestly when you came to meet me i was a bit like whoa what a day what a life you know i feel like sometimes nowadays we can get a bit caught up in the rat race of modern day existence and it's important to just sit back take care of yourself and and cook something nice that's going to make you feel good and don't worry too much about like oh this that or ibiza or my waistline or whatever just have something that makes you feel good if you're doing that then you can make other people feel good and then you know you know what and everybody just feels good and you've done your part and you can go to bed satisfied and that's what this is all about satisfaction and i can't get enough of it um I'm really touched by what you said there because really we are here just uh, trying to feel better and this this meal as we were saying it's it's got healing properties not just for the hangover but for just for the blues you know you want to really eat this with a friend with with a family and um, you know it's about being together it's about appreciation for each other this meal is cooked with love you know and then um, you know, from the tea that you sip, it's warming. From every ingredient, it's about warming the soul and being a nicer person to each other. I think it might be done. I think, honestly, it really might be done. I think the toast, the first batch of toast is done. So what you want to do with the toast, you want to butter it immediately. You want that butter to be melting in. Aye, here's an excellent life hack, yeah. If you, if you, if you like us and you sometimes forget to put the butter dish full with uh, butter so that you have it at room temperature so you might be getting the butter out of the fridge and then that's a problem because if you have you know even if you've got pretty strong toast if you've got strong cold butter then that might destroy your toast you know if you've got bread you've got no chance so what I like to do sometimes is take the cold butter Right now I'm using softened butter so I can put it straight onto the toast. But take cold butter, put it between the two slices of warm toast. Make a sandwich, is that what you're saying? And then, you know what, you think it won't do anything. You think, oh, that's not even that hot, whatever. But because the the butter is, is, is consumed, is enveloped within that hot toast this little blanket it just it just melts it just melts to the perfect consistency and then you can take it off after 20 seconds 30 seconds and it's done and you just wipe it on gorgeous toast and if you want extra pressure i suggest taking your butter knife while it's doing this and putting it on top of your butter toast sandwich just to add that pressure this is actually a tip from my mum who's who's from from around lancashire and she uh, she's obviously there you know, they take toast incredibly seriously. She's had near fights to the death over toast in the past. It's not an exaggeration. Understand. Uh, toast is a very personal thing. Everybody yeah, has their bread the way they want it. And toast is just... You know, I've seen people go black toast and then scrape off a bit while they're buttering it. What? Like... Like, they're trying to eat some kind of, you know, carbon, you know, pure carbon. Um, but really, it's, it's each to their own, really. That's the only part of I the I mean, meal. you do you. Like, we're not here to, to prescribe. We're here to talk. We're here to put on some ASMR sounds into a podcast. And I, I just have a chat, really, and, like, make some food while we do it. And that's it. And... We're nearly done. Chris's toast is on the way. And following that, I'll tell you what, I'm going to start to load up mine um, just in the meantime. So, my because one thing you don't want is cold toast. That's one of the worst things in the world. So, right now, I'm just taking out one of the mushrooms, placing it on my toast. I'm taking out 
Two of the rashes of bacon. Those rashes are looking crispy, delicious. Rashes are looking lovely. I tell you what, Marcus Rashford, give us a phone call because we got your number, mate. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I'm taking out my egg, which is sunny side up, and actually the yolk looks still to be. Oh, it's a lovely consistency. That is, that's gorgeous. That's exactly how I like it. That's nice. So I'm going to be taking. Two, this is a really nice full English actually, because what we've managed to do here is infuse everything so it's kind of caked together even a little bit. So um, Felix is a big fan of the mixture. of. Uh, I've actually seen this man take uh, mushrooms. No, it wasn't mushrooms. It was uh, mince and tatties. Beef and tatties. Yeah, Basically, right. um, we decided it was, it was a deconstructed shepherd's pie. And uh, I saw him mash it up. And you know what? I've seen the same done with an English breakfast, but it's to be served separately. But you want to get it on the plate. And if you are a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, or a man-child, uh, you uh, you feel free to uh, to mix your food up, man. Have you got something to say? I I think you. Do you want to rock it out? I think, I think your your shirt's cool, mate. You got a nice shirt on. That's the toast. Oh, I thought that was me heart. Get cracking. Oh, well. Are you on the cracking or what? Actually, off the sauce, um, especially breakfast times. Me, uh, again, my wife's put a limit of two p.m. It is, it is nine a.m. right now, so give me a lovely. It's a good start to the day, huh? Supply me butter. I'd love to start, but of course, in our household, we have manners. And one part of that manners is not starting. Eating until everyone's ready to eat, alright? Got some friends actually, Migler and Yeva. Lovely people, but don't know the don't know ups from downs when it comes to table manners. They just can't wait. They're piggy. We'll make them restless uh ADHD kids. We'll make them the loveliest, loveliest meal you've ever seen. And they'll just we'll still be there in the kitchen, you know, packing stuff up a bit, serving ourselves last always. And they'll just start wolfing it down when we're still in the kitchen. It's like, what are you doing? I get back and she's pretty much finished I'm the whole fuming, meal. Fuming, 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 incensed. Just gutted when I see coming. I see it halfway through. It's awful. Honestly, well, we're not going to talk about that now. It's time for a nice meal. Nerve. I'm going to put a bit more black pepper on just at the end of the meal now. Do you know what? This is the point where you can use some uh, barbecue sauce or uh, HP you know sauce. What, I'm going to go see if they've got ketchup. any ketchup. I'm going to see if they've got any ketchup. Because uh, ketchup or HP sauce, I don't know if you've ever heard of HP, also known as brown sauce. It's great. It's um, it's like a dark kind of, almost like, I don't know. It's got a flavour that you cannot really explain. It's so individual. I'm going to have to try it out. But it works great with the English breakfast. They often find a little red and a brown bottle with the salt and pepper at the middle of the table in these uh, little uh, greasy spoons. I'll tell you what, you wouldn't you wouldn't mind giving me some of your beans, would you? Because I've just realised that you've only gone and got the vast majority of the beans there. I don't know how that happened. Do you know what? Because we've been going on about friendship and that, I'll give you a bit. Thank you, mate. Oh. Don't don't take this for granted. Can you help me out a bit with the beans? Thank you. We're so kind, we? Chris is a good man. I I I can't lie. All right. Well, I got some ketchup actually. I found it in the fridge. And, uh, oh man. She is she, 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 How is she? Oh man. I've just taken a bite of the the bacon. I tell you that. The saltiness, yeah, just the, um, I don't know, it just feels alive, you know. We're going to eat this on stream, I guess. Mm. Oh, we've deserved this. Mate, that's, I'm not just saying this because we're recording, that is phenomenal. It's really well seasoned. Excellently balanced. Oh, and the sausages are lovely. Oh, Add that Spanish flair. You want to hear that uh, that crisp of the bread as well. If your bread's too mm. underdone, it's not going to really 
take on some of that that meat there. I'll tell you what, we're approaching the one hour mark. I think we should wrap it up here. We don't want to subject the listeners to this. We want to focus on our meal, obviously. But that's true. That's true. The meal came out great. If you're cooking along with us, thank you so much for for, for joining us on this culinary journey. In a couple of weeks' time, we'll be heading off to Italy um, with our good friend Michaela to uh, cook up a storm down there on the boot. Uh, Francesco Bellini, am I right? Fine. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. My name has been Felix Fiasse. I've been Chris. And we'll catch you next time on the ASMR Cooking Podcast. Take care. Have a great week. Goodbye.